DJ and PK reminding you Valentine's Day is not far away and flowers make the perfect gift. Jimmy's Flowers, a longtime partner with The Zone, can make it easy by visiting them at jimmysflowers.com. Remember, Valentine's is on a Sunday this year. Visit Jimmy's Flowers at jimmysflowers.com. Question of the morning. How long are the Jazz going to continue to roll over the competition and have the NBA's best record? Getting a lot of responses to that. Uh, There are people who are optimistic, like Jeff, through the end of the NBA Finals. Uh, Michael, who says, I'm going to say July. The winking emoji. Uh, and then there's Andrew who says, it's jinxy questions like this that bring about conversations that ruin things. Spit thrice and touch wood. Jinxy? Jinxy. J-I-N-X-Y. It's a new word. Jinxy. <laughs> I sure heard that on some like bad like TV show from the 70s. Superstition. Running amok amongst jazz fans. Jinxie Cuscadero? <laughs> Not exactly. Tuscadero. Uh, let's go to the phones. Kurt's checking in from Tennessee. We've got jazz fans listening all over the world. 1280thezone.com, no matter where you are. We're international. We're ready to go, people. And so is Kurt. Kurt, good morning. How you doing, fellas? Good. Good. I, I called about a year ago and told you relax on Mike Conley. He is about the clutches we've ever had in Memphis. First of all, I want to tell you, you've doubled your fan base. We are all pulling for you in Tennessee down here. Um, second of all, you haven't even reached the level that you got. you got another level coming with this Jazz team. You will make it all the way. You'll make it at least, at least to the uh, West Conference Finals. But you still have another peak to go. You haven't seen the best of Mike Conley, but it's coming. He's put it together. Just sit back and relax. And just remember I told you this. But, yeah, you can continue just to keep on going and rolling. You have all the pieces in place. And Schneider has put together a masterpiece. This wow. is this is a long run here for the uh, for Conley. He really he really got rolling last February, and the four months off he was good again in the bubble. So I'm not surprised he's good now. But I got to say, I'm a little surprised when you say he's got another level. He's going to play even better than this. Yes, we've seen it for years. So I'm not predicting it. I'm telling you from what I know. He is about as clutch as they get. Whenever that shot leaves his hands. We knew it was going in. He, he reads defenses. He know, makes the right decisions. And he puts his, posi- his players in position to succeed. And that's what he's doing right now. He's just trying to figure out what his place is. But I'm telling you, and I've seen him for years, he has another level. You haven't seen the best of Mike Conley yet. It's coming. All right. Kurt, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Another level to Mike Conley right there, PK. That, I mean, I'll take it, but I'm not, I'm not here to predict it. At 33, he's going to increase it. And he's already uh, off the charts. Um, and, and partly it is because he's, as Locke has told us, you know, he's, he's partnered with Rudy. So the whole, you know, plus minus thing. But when he and Rudy come in, the Jazz dominate, you know. And sometimes they're pretty good when they're off the floor, but they're really good when those two are on the floor together. So it's hard to believe there's another level. I mean, there's, he, uh, there's national people. I'm reading one right thing. Conley so far this season, the on-off, on-off stats can be fluky, but Conley so far this season are jaw-dropping. Uh, that's from a national person. I got it right in front of me. So to think there's another level, I mean, if, it, if there is, awesome, but it's hard to believe there is. Yeah, I don't need to look at stats to know what I see. The, what I see is the truth. These eyes, they've never lied to me. Sing it. 
I don't know that's a tune. These eyes. These okay, but these eyes never lied to me. No, now you now you're very familiar. If not, I should write one. I think I'm going to go in the studio this weekend now that you said it. Uh, and these eyes don't lie. They they really don't. The stats back it up. But these eyes I see what I see and and I and I believe I trust my instinct. And if he has another level, which I'm not sure, I'm with you on that. I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it. Good work, Yak. You got distracted, PK. Can you I did. finish the that nice thought? Piano he started humming. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to distract you. Every night for you, these arms. Shoot threes. to hold you again. Wow! Sometimes you got to grab on the pick and roll. <laughs> it's a good tune. Older tune, but still good. So I see what I see through these eyes. And I can see why you thought of that tune when I said these eyes. They're going to go deep, man. They're the freaking favorite. If Conley, if everybody stays the same the way they are right now, and Conley ups his game another level, my goodness. This is the freaking best jazz team of all time. <laughs> there it is. Better Move than over. the 88 team. Move over, Big T and 88. Which I always put the 88 team as the best jazz team of all time. Jeff Hornacek doesn't want to hear it. Oh, and nobody loves Hornacek more than me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge Hornacek homer. Everybody knows that. Uh, but, I mean, that, and you bring up Thurl. The finals teams did not have a Thurl. And Thurl was elite at that time. You know, if you were watching the game a couple nights ago, they put up the stats for, uh, you know, coming off the bench and scoring. Yeah, and Clarkson is getting into Thurl territory. And so when you sit here and th- say, hey, Clarkson is awesome off the bench, and they throw up those stats, and now you got an idea what Thurl was doing off the bench without three-point shots because Bowler was busting him on the 0 for 4 from 3, you know. But he was doing all those numbers – you know, well, yeah. two point shots and free throws because it's a different him at era. That point. Yeah, uh, I think if he played today and grew up with the three, he would be better. Plus two. Nineteen eighty-eight. Just that season, not pound for pound, any of this stuff. Nineteen eighty-eight. There was nobody ever played the point guard position better than Stockton in that year. The height of his powers. He was incredible. Incredibly awesome. And that's to take away nothing from several years later. When I say he was a shell of himself, it is more to indicate the overwhelming greatness that he had at that time. But if Conley can step up even more at 33, then this team is an absolute <laughs> NBA title contender, assuming everybody else continues what they're doing. And maybe that's too big of an assumption. because. And Joe didn't really want to say it because he never wants to talk about himself. But I think right now he's playing as well as he's ever played on this team. And he is giving them precisely what they need out of him. I, I can say this. Maybe he's played better. But I don't know that he's ever given them more 
of what they need from Joe than what he's giving them right now, if that makes sense. Has he ever fit his role better? To the highest level right now. If I could sign off on just about every one of these dudes, maybe with the exception of Mitchell and Favors, you continue to give me exactly what you're giving me right now. I Bogdanovich, too. Put Bogdanovich on, the, on that list. Uh, I would take those guys. Yeah, to me, Hang, I would take. Rudy, I would take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and go go down the list. Obviously, I, Conley, I just said that. I see where you're going with this, but I think the number one guy I would put on the list is Bogey. Because Bogey okay, right now okay. isn't yeah, yeah. anything close to what he was last season. And Which he was is hurt. great. He was hurt last year. Oh, yeah. If you got last year's bogey and plugged it into this team, yikes. <laughs> Man, that would be awesome. But not everybody has the ball and everybody can shoot and yada yada. So but That's why know, the efficient it, thing is, you know, it's like, okay, Joe doesn't take a lot of shots, but when he does, how efficient is he? You know, he took more the other night. Obviously, Mitchell was out, so he's taking 11 shots. And I think you can draw a straight line from Donovan's out, Joe shoots more. You know, and... and he had seven of his 11 threes. So I think he maybe took a couple of two-pointers. But he got all his points off three-pointers. Well, he, I mean, he'll, you know, he might have a week where he only takes seven three-pointers. I think we'll see more of that or more shot attempts, less of those weeks that you speak of. Plus, he is the Jazz's left-handed magic. <laughs> okay. He is. That's a reach. I get where you're going. I see where you're going, but come on now. Yeah, but people, we, we, we just shouldn't be you, comparing I players. Reach, you don't to Magic and Bird and Jordan. Come on, he's the Jazz's left-handed. So I got two qualifiers. You do, you do. <laughs> the guy is a great facilitator. Right? They had him bringing up the ball many, many times the other night. And I assume if if Mitchell can't go, it's going to be the same thing. So you can put the ball in his hands, bringing the ball up off of made buckets. You know, when there's a a miss and a rebound, it's who's there. And who did we have? Somebody, uh, one of the guys was talking about that. I don't know if it was Conley or what. You know, you've got so many options to get the ball to, to get the ball up the floor off Mm -hmm. a miss. And and I'm talking about made basket when guys usually get in their assigned roles, and they Joe was bringing the ball up on made baskets uh, many many times. The guys, and this slow mo Joe really bugs me. It is, I think it's, it's just a disrespect. And I get it; it rhymes. It's and he's not uh, John okay. Wall sprinting down the court. But I like it to the under control, Joe. Yes, and that's the point. Calculated, the, Joe. That is the point. The point on offense is not on defense. You got to go full speed, but on offense, go two thirds or three quarter speed, and it's like a pitcher change in speeds. Offensively, you want to be able to change speeds, and he's going slow, and you can't really pressure him. He passes over the top of everything because he's six nine. That's the best part of your magic comparison is their height and their ability to if they're pressured whether it's one really intense defender and the sideline or whether he's double-teamed somewhere, you can always look over the top and throw the ball. But he's going slow, just like, all right, you, I, I got you where I want you. Do whatever you're going to do, and then I'll make my decision and beat you. And he might beat you with a shot. He might beat you with a layup. Or he might beat you by you know finding a three-point shooter or finding Rudy. 
So when he's going slow, that's not an indication of his athletic ability. His athletic ability will be tested and displayed at the defensive end of the floor. On offense, it's under control Joe. He's got options, and he's just waiting to see. He's, he's going to do what the defense gives him. And, like, you'll and decide what I'll basket. do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the slow-mo layup with the left hand, one hand, never putting the second hand on the ball, just picking it up and, and scooping it, laying high off the glass. You think you can block this? Good luck. You'll have to overcommit. And if you overcommit, then I'll just beat you another way. Was Magic an incredible athlete? Uh, Athletically speaking. Versus other in real life, yes. But versus other NBA people, no. That's not, that's not how he made his money and how he beat people. So this is more and more the comparison <laughs> is growing more accurate by the minute. Yeah, I mean, Michael, yeah, Michael Cooper would have been the Laker who had, you know, athleticism. And James oh, Worthy. Scott. Uh, By Byron Scott did too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but, but Magic, it was more Magic had that whole two-thirds, three-quarters speed. You know, he could work his way down the, lead, the lane as opposed to blowing by you. Like, and they're both emotional. They love to celebrate. Man, this is, this is like Donny Osmond and Michael Jackson. You got the black guy and the white guy, and they're virtually the same dude. This is incredible the more I think about it. <laughs> He's got another five years to play here. That that would be awesome. Freaking Joe Ingles playing at a high level. For what they need him to do on this quality of a team, he's never been more valuable. How about that? I like that. I like the way you phrase that. And if he's the guy bringing the ball up, and if I see uh, Gobert or Favors come up and set that screen 35 feet from the hoop, if he's bringing the ball up and he's coming down the right side of the court, where he can go left, go to a strong hand and get that screen and head downhill. Love that expression. Head downhill. That, that's usually really good news for the Jazz. Something good's about to happen. And what it is depends on how the defense plays him, but some good's about to happen. And if Conley can step it up another freaking level? Yeah, I don't even like talking about that. I mean, I'm, I want to I write that off to Kurt's uh, Memphis fandom. And the fact that he is all in on Conley and the fact that he listens to Sports Talk Radio in Utah and calls it to pump Conley up because Conley is his guy. And so I I think it's fandom. But if he's right, I mean, jazz fans, now it's time to spit thrice and knock on wood, as that guy said on Facebook. Take that. I mean, because Conley's at a very high level right now. I do think that there is some fandom there, and he's obviously a fan of Mike Conley's. Right. The guy seems like a good dude, so seems like it's easy to be a, a fan of his. He, I don't know. He's made so much money. If he wants broadcasting, he's got that all written all, written all over him if that's something that he wants to do. Or maybe he just want to, wants to go play golf all the time, too, like Darren Williams has done, so I'm not sure. But also, too, in addition to the fandom, and he's an easy dude to like. I get it. Uh, I think there's a little more knowledge. We did not spend 10 years watching Mike Conley play 80 games a year. Like uh, that man obviously did, so maybe you know he's combining the fandom with some a little more knowledge. Now we certainly it's not like we didn't watch Mike Conley or wasn't. I actually saw him play in person in college. Uh, the Cougars were in uh, Kentucky for an NCAA tournament, and so was Ohio State. But wow, if he's got more to give, that's just awesome. And Mary's just gonna love it if that's the case. Now, you may ask who Mary is. Are you asking who Mary is? I am not. Mary's his wife. I know. And when she likes to wind down, 
She, <laughs> MPK's Instagram research. <laughs> you know, you watch a calm show, warm bath, essential oils, books, songs, a glass of wine, or a cup of hot tea. That's what she asks. She says, I swear I do it all, and my kids still struggle with going to bed. <laughs> I mean, that, that's Mar- Mary's life is right here. I mean, they put it on. It's like having tattoos and then wearing some type of bodysuit. Well, no. You're going to have tattoos. You, you obviously are proud of them. You want to show them off, right? Well, if you post all this stuff on Instagram, you obviously want us to look at it, right? <laughs> Am I right or wrong? How could you <laughs> argue with I know yeah. it makes you uncomfortable you because you, uh, you hesitate <laughs> to get out of the box. But here she is. She's got boots on, and she got them for Christmas. I suppose whether you want someone to see the tattoo or not depends on where on the body you get it. If you put it well, on duh. the, if you're a basketball player and you put it on your left shoulder, then it's there for the world to see. Right. Yeah. Derek Ravers has got Jesus, and then he's got a lion. That's an interesting juxtaposition. Well, now he needs a lamb, and then there you go, and then Yacht could teach a Sunday school lesson off it. And then back to that, if jo- if Mike Conley's wife had a miniature lamb, then you would have Mary had a little lamb. We are free associating it is shocking right now. <laughs> it is definitely nine o'clock on a somebody, Friday. Somebody joining us now is like, I really want to see a Venn diagram of how they got to this point. Well when you said lamb and you her said, name when being you said Mary when you said back to Mary, I'm like, all right, I think it's eight seconds before the horn goes off on this bull ride. We got three to go. Five down, three to go. Hold on. All right, Mary, where are you going but it would have to be a miniature lamb because then then mary had a little lamb you get it yeah i got i got it (laughs) you get it (laughs) hey listen man i read these gals robin hayward i want to know exactly what all the robster's doing today and zach wilson's mother what she's making that's of a high level of importance to me so you don't have to look at this is teamwork right here, Yak. This is going forward, Yak. You're gonna have to find your tag team partner. Because he doesn't have to look up stats, trends, or scheduling, because he's got me and Locke to do that, right? But I don't have to go to Instagram and check every player's wife to see what the latest drama, hubbub, whatever is, because he knows if somebody's gonna get little Celtic shirts for their birthday. No, not he knows. Celtics. Not no more. Green Shamrock No, but shirts. the Hayward, back in the day, you were on that. You were on the cutting edge of that. You knew. You know what Robin they had posted in Tingnet. Oh, we knew shamrock. a year ahead shamrock. of time, but we got ripped for it. I know. That was awesome. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's not the first time. Why are you guys saying they're gonna? we're going to let Ty Corbin go? Some, because you're going to let Ty Corbin go. Some I mean, I don't to tell you. And did you know six days ago, Mary Nichols gave herself a, a pedicure? By sticking her feet in the kitchen sink? Nope. Well, now you do. <laughs> I don't, but I don't want to know. PK, you, what mean you don't want to know. She wants you to know. That doesn't matter. That's a different thing than whether I want to know. But, but, if, but if you're a friend of Mary's and I happen to be a dear close friend, if she wants me to know, I want to know. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. When we come back, everything you missed in this show, minus Mary Had a Little Lamb. We're going to skip over that. But there have been some other important things discussed here today, and we will get to them coming up. Stay with us.
The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations for the Utah Jazz, Dennis Lindsay with us. Dennis, we thought you're going to be in a pretty good mood jumping on the show today. Your team's playing great. <laughs> yeah, they've come together and we're pleased with the results thus far. We've got a lot of work to do. We're only at the quarter pole, but uh, we've defended well. Got back to a previous Jazz level and Quinn has designed a really unique offense based upon spacing and shooting and sharing the ball when a guy's really believe in the system that Hughes developed. What we promise is we'll just continue to work hard and be humble and honest with ourselves and hopefully we can make a good account for the season. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7 presented by Big O Tires the team you trust on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Turnover, Lillard doubled, deflected, stolen. Oh, the depot for the stuff. And it's a one-point game. Terry Stotts has seen enough. He will call a timeout. Jackson now on the left wing screen. It was Ray Baca. Whips a pass. It's Batum. Corner three again. Oh, Nick Batum. Make it rain, young man. He can't miss. Pistons are going to win this game. Ben Cook driving at baseline comes up short. So the Pistons with a very... Very impressive win. 107 to 92. Four games in the NBA last night. One of the many things we talked about, and it goes to a point David Locke said. He said a quarter of the way in, there are guys who have some injuries, uh, some major, some minor, and we're seeing guys sit. He said we're going to see more guys sit. He thinks we're going to see some jazz guys sit. They're playing four games a week. That's a lot of games, especially if you've got a little something wrong. So they're going to sit guys and let them get healthy. And around the league last night, PK, you're not going to be able to complain too much when it happens to the Jazz. And obviously it happened to the Jazz Wednesday, but they found a way to win, so no one's complaining about it. Um, but Anthony Davis didn't play. Uh, quad issue. Lakers beat they get beat by the Pistons, 107-92, suffer back-to-back losses for the first time this season. Clippers win without Kawhi Leonard. Without Paul George and without Patrick Beverly, they beat Miami 109-105, and Miami didn't have Jimmy Butler or Goran Dragic, so both teams shorthanded there. And the Suns won without Booker, and they blew out the Warriors without him, 114-93. So there's a chance for other guys, Bridges and Phoenix, 20 points. You probably watched them and listened to them. Is he uh, making a little bit of a splash there in Phoenix? People starting to love him? I would say a little bit, yeah. I mean, he's not their top priority. It's, it's trying to kick Aiton in the butt and get him going because he's got a world of talent, and he hasn't matched that talent. Uh, so he certainly isn't the top story. It's all about well, Chris Paul and, and Booker and Aiton. If, if Aiton can play, he's he's like a rich man's Oster tag. <laughs> Come rich. on, 20 and 12, let's go. We know you can do it. I think he can. Yeah, there's no reason why. I mean, they get on him. I listen to the one show when I go to the gym after the show. The, the one guy uh, used to be a Arizona Republic columnist, but did what I did and saw the light and quit the newspaper or quit the website, I guess, nowadays and uh, devoted all of his time to radio. And, and, and he's on his butt all the time to get going. But I think the bigger thing here, the biggest thing that I take from all of last night is the fact that the Lakers' margin of error is very small. They lose Anthony Davis, and it was clear against Philadelphia the knee or the leg was bothering him a little bit the night before. He goes out, and they lose to Detroit, who's one of the crappier teams in the league. Right. And the Jazz lose a couple guys 
and they really don't miss a beat. Now, what does that mean? Because if Anthony Davis is playing against you, it's going to be hard. But the Lakers, they have a formula for winning, and they're very top-heavy. They're like the SEC in football, very top-heavy, and then the lower you go, it's really nothing special. But it's the top that makes them as good as they are. And if one of those guys is either out or off, they're, they're vulnerable. All right, we talked a little uh, a little NBA there. We talked some Jazz as well. They've now won ten in a row. They're playing the Mavericks. Donovan Mitchell and Derek Favors are questionable, so we'll have to see if they play or not. If Mitchell doesn't go again, how do they make up for losing those points? The other night, Clarkson went off and scored thirty-one. Gobert went off for twenty-nine, and Joe Ingles hit seven three-pointers. Who will who will step up and pick up the slack if Mitchell is uh, is out again? Uh, Remains to be seen. Late game tonight, 8 o'clock ESPN. Yeah, I'll probably get a couple three-pointers from Gobert. Probably not. It's probably the one thing that won't happen. A couple hook shots from three. <laughs> and the Jazz have Denver on Sunday. So, PK, when we come back on Monday, is the winning streak over? Well, not to be a downer, but I'd probably, probably say, say yes. yes. Yeah, especially since I don't know the status of Mitchell. Mitchell. If I knew the status of he and Favors, I would think otherwise. But I think it'll be hard to go over there and win without your best player. It can be done, obviously, but I still think it would be hard. Uh, we got Rick the dishwasher on the line, and he probably wants to uh, contribute here on the question of the day. Let's bring in uh, Rick. The question of the day: How long are the Jazz going to continue to roll over the competition and have the NBA's best record? Rick, good morning. Probably a while. It, that was a good point you brought up, PK, about the Lakers. One of the two goes down, and you know that nobody has the depth the Jazz have. We have a perfect six man, which is a guy you want to gun away. We've got the best backup center, which means you're not going to be basket trading. Um, what do you guys think of this? I was thinking of this when Shaq made his comment I've been thinking like that but Shaq has no right to say it he's in no place to say it to him but the reality is think of a star on any of the five good teams when he's carrying us for six minutes or a quarter the other three quarters he actually hurts us most of the time he takes us down a lot of times unlike other stars they go from here, I'll carry you, to I'll be an ingredient. And uh, uh, Donovan, he, he, he can become a turnover machine when he's got a bigger guy on him. He can, the ball stops moving with him. If we do our motion offense and then it ends up with him with 14 seconds left, he stands there with it. There go your options. Now it means, okay, me and you. And have you ever noticed he... Look at his shots he takes. There's never a bunny. He gets the fewest amount of bunnies in the NBA. They're all degree of difficulty, nine or higher. I used to think, um, think about Jeff Hornacek. He used to shoot a high, point, a high percentage from three-point land for one reason. He had his, fair, his feet set before he got the ball, his shoulders square, so that the shot was programmed no matter – when he took the shot, it was always going to be shoulder square, feet set. Donovan, who is the most talented player to ever come through this town, he's mature, he's a great leader, but on the co- he's, he's either floating inward, outward, sideways. He, he just makes things difficult 
so that he'll never be a high percentage shooter. So really? this team that just never he'll but, never be no, a no, high 40, percent shooter. 40, well, now with the three point shot, he'll you know the old days fifty percent was doable. He'll he'll be a forty three percent guy. Now he's still a star, but what I'm saying is is he's. Look at this last Jazz team. The ball moves much better. Now, I wouldn't have said that last year with Mike Conley. Uh, probably last year, if you ever saw a max contract guy traded, that was the worst 40 games I had ever seen from a max contract guy. He couldn't shoot. He couldn't penetrate. He couldn't play D. Now, I mean, he has an argument as being one of the best players in the NBA right now. And plus minus wise, and and the, look at the four best players plus minus him, Rudy Gobert, Leonard, and LeBron. Well, um, to your point, so now, yeah, now they, to your point, Rick, and, and we got to run. Thanks for the call. To your point that he takes a lot of difficult shots. Welcome to being a six footer in the NBA. It's just easier to get bunnies and easy shots when you're Rudy Gobert and people are throwing the alley oops at the rim. I mean, Donovan gets a few because he gets a little stuff in transition and he does get the occasional cut and dunk. I think Rudy hit him for a, 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 a dunk the other night with a bounce pass back door. So he gets a few of them. But I think the, the six footer and having to shoot on the move, well, that's just what you're going to have to do because uh, you're six feet tall playing in the NBA. Yeah, I think that shooting percentages are a little skewed these days with the three because he is so a career threes. 43% yeah. shooter. But if you look on his twos, he's a career 48% shooter. Right. So that's a substantial difference. So if he would have played back when Hornacek played, that overall percentage would be higher because he wouldn't be taking as many threes. And he's but also, they encourage that. Yes. He'd also, if he doesn't take enough threes, he's going to get smacked in the head by Snyder. Right. And so there's that math issue right there in the way the game has changed, and then he's got to take a lot of shots at the end against the clock. And, and, and he's a bailout guy. Yes. We don't got anything going on this particular possession, which can happen. It goes, uh, it goes to Mitchell. Times. It goes to yeah, Mitchell and Clark. Do something, son. Yeah. Oh, okay, I got you. And the good thing about the threes is that every year in the league, including this year, which is for him it's only 17 games, because I'm looking at it right now, he has increased his percentage and he came in as a rookie from three at 34, and right now he's 39 and a half. So that's but, that's that's a good sign. But where Rick, um, I think where Rick is right here, if you go back to the start of that call, is when he says when you when you step away from uh, the way Shaq said and when he said it, and he made it so personal. You know, Donovan, you're not good enough. If he had gone with a hey, is a six footer, you know. You're good, but it's going to be hard to take down guys like Kawhi oh. and uh, and your logic. Come on, man! TNT's loving this. People have been they talking are. about it for uh, a week. 100%. It's about getting freaking ratings. Yep. Donovan, I love you, my young man. But how <laughs> difficult is it for being six feet? Come on! Yep, it's an entertainment show. That show is more entertainment than anything. Of all the shows, that TNT, that's right there with their Seinfeld and everybody have, loves Raymond and all the stuff they, that they put on their network. They literally brought a donkey yeah. onto the set so that Barkley could pay off a bet and kiss its butt because he said something outrageous that turned out to be wrong and then he guaranteed it. I forget what the thing is, but I'll never forget him walking the burrow out on the set. Like, no way. 
<laughs> it's like, this is total entertainment. But people love it. And you're right. Right. And That's he's totally Shaq, it. and he's got all this goodwill. Right. There's no way Kenny Smith could have the cajones to say that. That's not Kenny Smith's role. It's not his role. No, his right. role was to follow up and say, if they win, they have to shoot it really, really well. And he's right. They do. But they were number one in the NBA in, f- in three-point shooting last year, and they're number two this year. So shooting it really well is what they do. And now they have a common enemy, Shaq. I, I know. This is a team that six months ago was imploding. It was unsalvageable. They're going to have to, my gosh, send them all out of town. we got to start over. Hey, come on. How outrageous was that? Now they are best buddies, man. They love one another. And Shaq brought them closer. And they're undefeated since Shaq made that statement. <laughs> this is great news. And it's a bunch of clouds all it is it's got no substance to it but everybody and their dogs talking about it and i wrote about it and we built several shows about it and a week plus later rick who's a hardcore fan thanks for the call thanks for listening rick we appreciate it he's bringing it up come on that was great news uh there you go other stuff we talked about a little college basketball weber won they're playing again tomorrow afternoon and they should beat idaho again byu's got pacific at home that'll win that pacific's playing their eighth game and byu's playing their 18th it's at the marriott center four o'clock cbs sports network and the utes colorado 12 30 on the pac 12 networks colorado's 13 and 4 and they've already uh played utah here in salt lake and uh, they beat the Utes, and now the rematch in Boulder. Utah six and seven. Colorado is thirteen and four. What is Ute basketball like, PK? They're like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. Good luck trying to figure these guys out. And it's not just from game to game; it's from freaking half to half. <laughs> it really is. It really is. They can play twenty great minutes, but who knows what that means for the next twenty? Because wasn't Colorado one of those games they blew a ten pointer yep. at halftime? Yep. Yeah, you're right. And then they beat Stanford, so naturally they're going to beat Cal, except they didn't beat Cal. So now they got to go on the road, and that's oh, going to be a Washington problem. State and yeah, no, it's not. Washington. They beat Washington State. They've got the road thing figured out. No, they don't. They lost to Washington. So. I know. All right, there you go, DJ and PK. That's a lot of what we have been talking about. Your feedback coming up next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Kurt Elan, right now Jazz are riding high, 10 in a row. I know Robin Hood wouldn't let you do it, but are you firing up a stock trade and uh, trying to buy the Jazz right now? <laughs> We're not squeezing them short. I, look, I don't care what Jack says. This is a legitimately good team. But there's not easy games in the West, right? You're still going up against quality teams virtually every night. They're on a roll. They're just feeling it right now. They're getting the offense in a variety of ways. The defense is still just elite and stifling, and nobody's playing better than them right now. Right now, they can hang with anybody. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. When Zach Wilson's drafted, some team will get shafted. Where will their travel budget come from? Cause if it goes real well, he'll need a nice hotel that comes with a rollaway bed for his mom. Well done, Kay. Wasted away again, whatever team drafts him. <laughs> Time for your feedback right now. You can always use your phone, use the app, use the open mic, and send us your takes. 
It's usually hilarious when you do. Uh, we've got a lot of feedback coming here until uh, <laughs> we got this one coming in from Jason Franchuk at Hark the Franchuk. How long the Jazz going to continue to roll over the competition of the NBA's best record until Shaq declares Papa John's doesn't actually taste that good? No, he's getting paid, so that's never going to happen. <laughs> uh, Rhino says, let's just say the Jazz are going to roll for another year or so, just to see what it's like. Oh, Take it. The Warriors, part two. I like it. Sign me up. <laughs> uh, Clint says, uh, Jazz are going to be good longer than Rick the Dishwasher waits on hold to say that he knows more than Dennis Lindsay and Quinn Snyder combined. Ah, he's a fan. He's that's what sports radio is about. Telling us what you know. Speaking of fans, they are superstitious. Daniel, don't jinx the Jazz. How about a different question? How long are they going to suck? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's different. Clint, uh, the Jazz are going to be on this roll longer than P- uh, PK rant about Toby Keith. Toby Keith? You have, do you have Toby Keith rants? I didn't think I had a Toby Keith in. He's a he's a little more a hardcore country. My country fandom, which has just soared in recent years, is way more along the lines of country rock or pop. And, and Toby, Toby's a hardcore country guy. Halleyoop rep- responds to the question: How long the Jazz can be on a roll? She goes, "Server Snape." Always, Professor Snape says. Got a little movie clip for us there. Always, huh? Wow. Always. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Rick Fox at Nerf Herding. Rick Ford. Fox? Not that Rick Fox. Oh. Not that Rick Fox. Not the Laker, North Carolina Tar Heel Rick Fox. <laughs> well, I like to think of the former uh, husband of Miss America. Yeah, Vanessa. Vanessa Williams, right? Rick Fox says 68 and 4 with three exclamation points. Listen, they go 68 and 4. We need more than three exclamation points, okay? <laughs> that would... well, I don't think there's enough extra. You'd have to have minimum 68 extra uh, exclamation points. I-, I would guess at that point, if they went 68 and 4, Quinn Snyder wins coach of the year. Yeah, I think you'd have a good shot at that. <laughs> I think he'd really be in the mix. Jeff says just through the end of the NBA Finals. That's really all that's needed. That would, that would do it. <laughs> that would do it. Hey, I just retweeted some video, and I don't know if it's sped up and how accurate it is, but we've all seen the, uh, the movie. Um, Tom Hanks, Madonna, Gina Davis, uh, the old baseball movie, World War II, and it was the Women's Professional Baseball League. Just uh-huh. retweeted somebody, uh, some guy from Massachusetts. I don't even know how he saw it because somebody else's retweet, I guess. Tweeted a video of um, actual color film of them taking infield and bun well, drills for the catcher and all that. They the were actors s- or the actual players? No, no, this looks like actual video that somebody okay, shot, cool. some film they shot back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth. Smooth. They could play. They just retweeted that. I love that old film. You got, you got any old sports stuff from the uh, from you know 60, 70, 80 years ago? Put it up. I'll retweet it. Love that old stuff. All right, PK, we got a couple minutes here before we're done. That's some of the tweets we've been hit with today. You got any final words of wisdom for the weekend to let people know? Don't panic if the streak ends, especially if Mitchell isn't back. It's Dallas tonight at 8 o'clock, and then the Nuggets Sunday afternoon. I think that's a 1.30 game. I'd have to check, though. 
I enjoy your sports fandom. Don't make it torture for yourself. Enjoy it. It's meant to be fun and have fun with it. You got a good, we're speaking of the jazz here, obviously. You got a good group of dudes and they're playing well. And it, I enjoy it now more than ever because of the uh, health situation uh, that's around us. And I look forward to when they play more than ever, which is crazy because, I mean, I do this for a living, so I've been watching all these games for all these years. Uh, but have fun with it, man. Take it for what it's supposed to be. That, that's always been my thought. And this, this streak here, yeah, it's, it's not going to continue forever and ever. Who knows how long it's going to continue. But wallow in it and have all sorts of fun with it because it sure is fun to watch. And the thing that I love, I love basketball when it's played the right way. I hated the isolation pounded into the hardwood and have everybody stand around and two or three guys pointing illegal defense. When the ball's moving and it's an unselfish brand, I can't get enough of it. And that's the way they're playing right now, win or lose. The losses will come. You just have to minimize the valleys. That's what the best teams do. And the Lakers had that stretch where they won 8 out of 9. They've lost 2 now. They're playing the Celtics tomorrow night on ABC. I fully anticipate. Well, number one, you'll be watching for sure, PK. I'll be at work, and I'll be watching. And I fully anticipate LeBron's going to bring it. He's going to think, hey, we don't need a three-game losing streak. We've got to minimize the valleys here. And it's ABC, and everybody's watching, and he's the man, and he's going to try to remind everybody that he's the man. Oh, yeah, he's 36 years old. He's going to be gone in a relatively short amount of time. Yep. All right, we're out of here. Hans and Scotty are coming up next. We'll see you Sunday night on Talking Sports.